This is the First Gen Pilot Podcast. Episode 2 starts now. What's going on, aviators? My name is Abraham, and I am your host. Today's podcast, we have Tyler's target. Tyler is a Delta airline pilot, and I met Tyler back at a Delta recruiting event at Minnesota State University, and since then, we kind of kept in touch. I asked Tyler to come on a podcast, and he was more than happy. He's actually sitting at an airport right now when we're shooting this um, episode here. In this episode, we talk about how networking is key in this industry. We also talk about how failing check rides or written tests does not really determine um, whether or not you're going to get that job in the end. Also, how never backing down from your dream and always keeping that next foot forward and just keep going at it, staying motivated and never giving up. Without further ado, here's Tyler. Well, uh, I just want to say hi. My name is uh, Tyler Stegart. sitting here in Detroit, actually just getting off a trip. Uh, excited to be on the podcast. I, I listened to the first one a couple of days ago and uh, excited to talk about uh I guess my my journey into this whole aviation piece, and try to help out anybody else uh, in the future. Yeah, welcome, Tyler. Thanks for stopping by. Um, so let's get jumped into this right away. Uh, so my first question is for you: is uh, how did you get started into going into aviation? Uh, honestly, I got started pretty early at a young age. I was about ten years old when I was uh, offered an opportunity to go up in an intro flight in a Cessna one seventy two. Um, I had some access to Microsoft Flight Simulator prior to that, so I, I kind of knew the instrument scan per se and what the instruments meant at least. So I, when we were up flying, the pilot uh, let me kind of take control of the aircraft for a little while, and she said uh, I kind of had the natural uh, kind of knack to it. And I, I was telling her that I had access to Microsoft Flight Sim and had an idea, and it's definitely something I wanted to pursue. Um, at that time, at 10 years old, though, just a little bit young to hop into full flight training. So at about 15 or 16, I did the same same thing again, had an intro flight uh, at, and over the Christmas lights in Marshfield, Wisconsin, of my hometown. And at that point, I was 15 and a half, so I, I started flight training um, slowly but surely, and then had my private pilot's license at uh, 17, and kind of kind of pursued everything from there. I took about a year off after my private, just kind of gained flight time, flew friends around, all that good stuff, but then started to get serious about the instrument and uh, commercial license. Um, all those ratings were received in, at Central Wisconsin there in Marshville, Wisconsin, where I grew up. Did two years of uh, like tech college there, community college, to get my associate's degree. And then I had my private instrument commercial at the time. And that's when I transferred to Mankato for my last two years. So transferred to Mankato, did the multi-engine add-on, uh, and had about four or 500 hours at that time because I was already flying a Bonanza out of Central Wisconsin. So with that kind of all pieced together, when I graduated Mankato, uh, soon thereafter, I had a, a job lined up flying King Airs out of Green Bay, Wisconsin, which kind of was actually my first paid uh, flying gig. Yeah, that's, that sounds really great. So coming into this aviation, um, are any your parents or any family in the industry already? No, honestly, uh, that, that was kind of the interesting piece. I knew that it was something I wanted to do from a very young age. Is just I've always op- liked operating ATVs, snowmobiles, boats, and that kind of stuff. So that an airplane is kind of that dream machine. Obviously, there's a lot of responsibility that goes along with it, but it, I definitely knew it's something I wanted to pursue. But yeah, no, no family um, or relatives in the business, but a lot of mentors early on kind of sought me out. So for my private pods license, actually, uh, we did have a lot of excess income as far as that goes to try to just go get a private pods license for the fun of it. Growing up at 16 years old, obviously, I'm, I'm asking my parents at that point a little bit. So I applied for a scholarship 
through the EAA and Sport Ease Aviation. So I, with that scholarship, it paid for my full pilot's license, which uh, without that, I don't know, I wouldn't be anywhere near what I'm getting to do today uh, right now. So it, kind of looking back, anytime I can help somebody else out in this career, I'm willing to because I had a lot of people help me out through everything, which has been which has been great. But yeah, no family or friends in it. Like I said, from the King Air place then in Green Bay, the airline side of it, I got hired with Endeavor in 2015, did about five years there, upgraded early and was doing uh, all the interviews for, ooh, most of my time at Endeavor was getting to do office interviews about once or twice, uh, one or two weeks every month. Upgraded in about two years, flew as a captain at Endeavor for four, four and a half years. And then recently, in the last two years, was hired at Delta Airlines, which is where I'm currently at. And like I said, just got off a trip here, sitting in Detroit as we speak, actually, and then getting ready to head back to, to Minneapolis after a little day turn here. Wow. Yeah, that's great. So is this something you wanted to do as a kid or what, when was the spark for you that getting into aviation? Uh, yeah, ever since a young kid, I think the biggest thing was my neck was getting sore from looking at it, but airplanes uh, from like five to 10 years old thinking, ah, I might as well, might as well pursue this because it's definitely uh, a dream job. And I really didn't know much about it. You know, you're 10 years old. You, I knew I wanted to fly, but I didn't understand the whole uh, piece and puzzle of, of how, how the airline side of things actually work. And for the longest time, I didn't really even want to fly for the airlines. I was going to go corporate and fly for NetJets. was my dream career until I got uh, at the King Air place in Green Bay. And then I was offered an interview with Endeavor. And from there, I'm like, oh, this airline. I mean, it's, it's a case of all the hiring that's been going on lately, too. I've definitely been fortunate to ride a really nice hiring wave at Endeavor and Delta. But uh, that wave has, has led to a lot of career advancement. It's been, it's been the best job ever. I, I truly love it every day. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's really great. So uh, another question here. So if you were to go back and like redo this whole uh, journey, what would you different? What would you do differently? What would you do the same? I get that question quite a bit. And honestly, it's, it's really worked out that the scholarship for my private pilot's license was the biggest boost in my aviation career. I, I know everything else has kind of come along quickly. I've been able to upgrade quickly at both airlines so far, but without that scholarship for my pilot's pilot's li- or private pilot's license, who knows, I might still be uh, first officer at a regional that just that that got my jump start because it was seventy five hundred dollars back then and that was uh, money that uh, myself and family didn't really have just to throw out a hobby at the time we didn't know if that was going to be I wanted to pursue it but you just don't know when you're 16 17 years old how realistic that is living in central Wisconsin when we don't even know an airline pilot in our city of 18,000 so that's been the biggest the biggest piece that helped boost my career as far as changing anything up I looking back at it I i I really have enjoyed the ride. I tell that a lot of times when I talk with people that uh, you want to get to your dream job, but you have to enjoy that uh, that journey to get there as well. You can't just be looking at that big shiny jet at the end of the day, or you'll pass up all these opportunities and flight training at Mankato and friends and relationships along the way that some of that kind of stuff might get you help, help get that dream job faster than uh, faster than just racing through all your ratings and, and trying to get to those stepping stone jobs. So that, that's my biggest takeaway is I, I really... I really cherish the journey that I got to go through this and on the GA side of things, part 141, 135, and uh, the 121 world now. But I've truly enjoyed every every uh, aspect of my journey. And I really wouldn't change too much of it up, which I talked to a lot of people. There's so many different branches. It's not just civilian and military. There's so many branches to get into this crazy thing we all call aviation. Um, 
but yeah, it's my pathways work great for me, and a lot of people's work great for Definitely them. It's, it's all about connection and networking when it comes to aviation. It's like who you know and who they know. And if you can keep those connections, it's definitely going to yes. help you out in the long run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, so did you do any flight instructing or uh, after you got all your training done? So I had a little different pathway there. So when I when I transferred to Mankato, I was already flying a Bonanza part-time. So I had about 300 hours when I transferred to Mankato, about 500 when I graduated. So part of my deal at Mankato, uh, I, was, I was signed up for the CFI courses. At the time, this is way back, Stone Ages of 2015, when I was there. Um, we didn't have the jet course yet. The jet course was just coming on and Tom Peterson, uh, worked to deal with me and said, Hey, if you take the jet sim, you don't have to do the CFIs because we can see that you're probably not going to utilize those. Cause you have this corporate job lined up in green Bay. So I said, well, that makes, that helps me out a ton. Cause I was paying this whole thing as I go. And I couldn't justify the $18,000 at the time for my CFI, uh, double I and MEI when I wasn't going to ever have a student. Most likely it's a lot of knowledge, but I, I, I had knowledge of getting actual trips on the Bonanza and the, and the King Air. So it worked out for me. So that was kind of my piece there. I, I, I don't have my CFI I or MEI. I've never had a, been a flight instructor, um, but I did take the Jet Sim course, which was very new. Actually, I was like one of the first ones through at that time. So the Jet Sim is how I got to sneak out of the CFI route back in 2015. All right. Yeah, great, great. Um, so another question here, so it would be, um, w- did you have any failures uh, throughout your career? And did those failures um help you boost your uh, career or did they uh, some somehow made it seem hard for you yeah so i've i have been fortunate to never fail any check rides um i've definitely had some stumbling blocks i mean private instrument i know right before my instrument uh check ride this was doing part uh, part 61 training so it was a little different but after my like stage, I guess you could call it, which we didn't have it in the 61 world. Um, just messed up a couple altitudes like the day before my check ride. And we rescheduled everything because I've always been in the mindset of, hey, if I don't feel right, I don't want to ever go to a check ride. Even the, if the instructor thinks, oh, you'll be fine tomorrow. I want to be in the mindset of knowing 100% I'm going to pass my written, my orals, any kind of check ride scenario. Um, so I've always gone in the mindset like that. I've been very fortunate to never fail an actual check ride doing interviews at Endeavor though. It's really not that big of a deal. You don't want to have, you don't want to fail your private or instrument or commercial three times each one of those. That's going to be a talking point. Like, all right, you got to go into this a little more prepared. So I've, I've seen that aspect of it too. People kind of worry if they fail something or have two or three check ride failures on their, um, background. That's not a big deal. You just have to talk about it. Say, Hey, this is what I, uh, interpret now for my students. I, I messed this up. So I, I make sure to make sure it's a big time teaching point when I have students. So as long as you can talk about it, you can really, you can have anything on your background as far as check ride failures, um, speeding tickets, traffic violations, any of that kind of stuff. You just have to have the, the story and show that you've actually changed somehow. But uh, I, I did, so the one failure I do kind of talk about once in a while. So when I first interviewed at Delta in 2019, July 2019, I went down there and interviewed and was told no the first, the first time. So it was uh, kind of an interesting timeline that summer. They weren't doing a ton of hiring, but at Endeavor, we were all offered job offered. Uh, we were offered interview slots after do, after spending a year and a half as a captain. So my timeline was up. So I got to go interview. Delta wasn't really hiring. So a lot of us, there was 14 of us that month that went down there and got told no out of 16. Um, so I, we all got told no. I was a, Technically, I failed the HR portion is what it all came down to. And I was not devastated, but I mean, that was my dream job at the time. So I was like, man, and I just couldn't find out what 
I messed up on, you know, you're sitting there thinking how, why me, but it took me like two, three days and I bounced back because I was at Endeavor. I had a great job at the time. Um, I was a captain getting to fly with awesome first officers, a lot of buddy bidding. Like, man, I am 26 or seven at the time. I have plenty of time throughout my career yet. Obviously it was a little setback, but looking back at it, it was one of the best things that never happened because, uh, after that, um, I got to re-interview six months later, got the job offer, and then we went into COVID, and I stayed senior at Endeavor. Had I been at Delta, I would have been worrying about furlough and on the, on the bottom for quite a while. So looking back at it, it's it's one of the best things that, that never worked out on the first try. And second, tar- second time was no big deal, and we all got the job, all 14 of us that were told no. So just kind of the part of the times, you got to pick yourself up and keep rolling with it. It didn't get me devastated about the Delta brand or anything like that. I, I still had a blast flying at Endeavor and and uh, I did pilot recruitment two days after I got told no uh, from Delta Airlines. I met Oshkosh with Endeavor promoting the Endeavor and Delta brand. So it really didn't phase me. Uh, I shrugged it off pretty quick and, and realized that, hey, I am literally living the dream job that my 10-year-old self wants me to do at Endeavor. And to even have the opportunity to interview at Delta was beyond my wildest dreams at the time. So I, looking back, it's all just been, it's been my dream job and then some. I cannot believe I'm getting to do what I'm getting to do right now. Yeah, it's, it's definitely how fast you get up, you know, like if some, some things don't go your way. Yeah. You can't just sit there and pout. You can just go ahead and move forward and learn from it. And yeah, I tell a lot yes. of people that and all the time. And it's all, it's all about like getting up and just keep going, staying uh, motivated and staying right. Out. Yep. 100%. Yeah. One other question I have is um, what are some tips that you have for people who are getting started in aviation or who are already pursuing uh, their dreams right now? I mean, the biggest piece that's helped me and seems to help a lot of people is just network. Attend when airlines come down to your campus or uh, if you're trying to get to Oshkosh, meet people, ask questions, network. There's no crazy dumb question. Uh, Find out. I mean, like I said, myself, I didn't have family, friends, uh, relatives, anyone in my hometown in the industry. And (laughs) it's funny because a a high school teacher at one point – I, this is a funny story. I got like a C or a D in social studies, like one of the first semesters. So at my high school, if you had a C or a D, you had to do this like extra study session on your study halls. You had to go to this different study hall. Well, I always had my homework done. I wasn't like not studious. I just wasn't doing great in this class. So I had all my homework done and I'm studying for my private pilot's license. And she goes, uh, well, why, or what are you studying that for? I said, well, someday I'm going to be a pilot. She kind of laughed. She's like, not with, not with the attitude you have towards a social studies class and I was just like I couldn't believe a teacher would tell a student something like that like you're gonna knock somebody's dream down so not that that's been ammo to get to this but it's like I've just had always the fire in me and I knew at that time I just shrugged it off thinking well I am gonna do this with my life and my career I'm sorry I'm having a d in one social studies class one time throughout high school like if that's my biggest upset, whoop dee. But it, I, I still kind of look back at that sometimes and think uh, I knew even at that time, it didn't get me upset. Like some people would get upset in that situation. Like maybe she's right. Like, I mean, she was a fine teacher. I just knew she wasn't right about me. I knew my passion and where I was going to take it. So uh, as far as other tips and tricks for aviation, like I said, just ask questions, get involved, whether it's aviation pieces or other stuff on campus. The more involvement, more people you can meet and say hi to and make that relationship, uh, the more, like even you, we met, what, two, two, three months ago? And now here we are having a podcast, yeah. stuff like that. It's like, get involved. Right. Man, I've been yeah. watching your Instagram page and uh, the MSU stuff blow up. It's like, and this is taken off. You know, your first couple videos, I'm thinking, oh, this kind of could sink or swim. And here you are knocking it out of the park. I, I love <laughs> people finding that new little avenue and, uh, and creating their own piece with it. This is just awesome. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, aviation is about giving back and just uh, having fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I yes. agree with you. Yes. All right. And um, so we're kind of keeping this short. So I kind of have like uh, a game here. Like it's a would you rather game. Um, So I'm just going to ask. I'm going to give you like two options. And you just pick one from that. Okay. All right. So the first one is uh, would you rather fly uh, general aviation or commercial? Ooh, love them equally and have recently flown a lot of GA. In the past month, I've actually flown more GA than I have uh, commercially. So love GA because it's actually real world flying. I love commercial because of the professionalism and uh, just the dynamic aspect of it. So honestly, that's probably a 50-50 split. Yeah. All right. Uh, so another one. Uh, so would you rather fly over beaches or mountains? Uh, I like the mountain side of things. Beaches, man, if you can get me on a beach destination for work in the wintertime, I love that. But yeah, mountains, uh, it's just gorgeous out there on a clear day. Yeah, especially from, uh, from the north here in the winters can be brutal yeah, yeah. yes yes yeah so uh, another one um would you rather fly high wing or low wing aircraft Ooh, as far as ga goes high wing because i like looking out I've, i have some serious time um great airplane great get around airplane to and from places but just can't see out of them you're always in like a 60 degree bank to see the ground so right. <laughs> as far as sightseeing low slow flying high wing all day long doors off in a piper cub sign me up yeah definitely i, I trained with the cessna 150 for my private um came to um in Cato here with training piper so i do miss the cessnas definitely just going to slow fly having the window open sometimes and it's it's definitely great. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's something about it for sure. Yeah. Here's the last one. Um, I don't know what you're flying at uh, Delta right now, but would you rather fly Airbus or Boeing? Well, I am a little sided in that. So yeah, I was hired on the 320 as a first officer, and that is the plane I also upgraded uh, currently as a captain on. So yeah, I'm I'm a little biased to the Airbus side of things. It's uh, it's just a quiet, clean roomy flight deck uh i like the looks of the boeing man if i i still would love a 7.5 type rating i just i don't know if i'm going to go back to training just to get a type rating on a on that on that aircraft uh but yeah the boeing 757 looks awesome seven threes seven four i'm obviously a huge fan of the triple but uh the the, the airbus makes it so nice for the pilot side of things it's just unbelievable I, I love every day I'm working on the Airbus, especially the 321s. They are so quiet, clean, and uh, the screens, lighting, it's just, it's set up, it's literally built around like the CRM model as as, it, as the aircraft set up. It's really set up well. Yeah, it definitely has a different ambience than the Boeing, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yes, for sure, for sure. Outside looks, Boeing still got me. I mean, that's that's the, the power horse powerhouse machine but uh man when i'm up in the flight deck yeah airbus all day long <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's really great um so wow so you going to oshkosh this year or uh... i will be yeah we're all getting we're all getting set for that i'm going to be volunteering tuesday night so anybody listening in come see me tuesday from four to seven i'll be there delta's got their uh it sounds like we're bringing in a 350 this year i i don't know if that's uh <laughs> i think that's all out there publicly but uh i can let it slip i guess but yeah 350 we're gonna be flying in so i'll be sitting around that uh tuesday night so anybody come swing by but i will be there with uh my brother-in-law who flies for united we flew together and grew up uh, running track together in marshall wisconsin my sister and uh my little nephew who's two years old who loves airplanes so we're gonna be there all from like monday through thursday it's our game plan so track me down uh if you tie in my social media stuff on here um come yeah, find me at oshkosh but yeah that's going to be the game plan. This is like my 13th or 14th year in a row. So we're, we're camping, diehard camping group with uh, some other people from Mankato. Sherry, Sherry Ralphing will be down there and some other 
local Minneapolis Delta people. We got a group of about 30 of us all camping together and uh, wow. right on the grounds, roughing it, some tents. You flying down there? Or? I, I have flown in before. We're probably just driving in. Um, we got a truck and a snowmobile trailer that we modded out with AC and bunk beds and all that good stuff. So it just gets tough to fly in with all the junk we bring along. We got a grill and Oh man, all sorts of food and stuff. It just yeah. with, with the group we have, we gotta we gotta have a a little bit more capacity. Uh, the Cessna, we'd have to make like eight trips. Yeah, you can't fit everything in there. Yeah, but uh, at some point might, we'll get flying in there again. But yeah, this year plan is just driving in. Yeah, definitely. So this is gonna be my first year at Oshkosh. I've never been um, going there. Yeah. Oh, cool! Awesome. On behalf of Mankato a little bit too? Yep. Yeah, I'm going to be doing their... Uh, oh, good. There. Hopefully, they give me some time to walk around too. Oh, yeah. You get a little bit of both for sure. I'll. Uh, I de- yeah. I, every year, I yeah. swing by the Mankato booth, so we'll meet up there for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, we'll Sounds see you out good. there. Yeah, thanks for stopping by and doing the podcast with me. It was uh, great having you on here. Yeah, great. Great talking again. It's uh, it, We've been seeing each other, man. What? First time was three, four months ago and then a couple weeks ago, and now it's almost daily basis here yeah. with Oshkosh <laughs> coming up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, it's going to be really great. Awesome. Well, yeah, I appreciate it once again. Thanks for having me on, uh, and hopefully I can uh, help more in the future again. All right. Thanks so much. You bet. Take care. That's it for this episode. Thank you for taking the time and listening to this episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at firstgenpilot. Also, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to keep updated on the latest episode. Anyways, guys, until next time, keep the blue side up. We'll see you.